What's up, CWC? How y'all doing today? Are you good? Come on, if you're good, shout, I'm good. Amen. Amen. Well, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord. I, I love Sundays. It's my favorite day of the week. Besides every day that I get to wake up to my beautiful wife. Amen. I better throw that in there. You know what I'm saying? I need all the brownie points I can get, and I'll use the pulpit for it. Amen. No shame in my game. It is so good to see everyone. As you can see uh, today, I have a special treat for you because I love you. And uh, I'm really excited about what the Lord is going to do. Before I go any further, let me introduce who I have up here to the left of me. I have Kevin and his beautiful wife, Stephanie Mason. Could you guys give them a hand? Warren CWC, welcome, please. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it is such an honor and a privilege to have you two with me today. It's, it's so exciting. I tell you, so, so Kevin is, is literally one of my oldest friends. I mean, this thing dates back to 1987 or something, Probably. right? Somewhere around in yeah. there. Thanks for bringing that up. Man. Yeah, yeah but, <laughs> but I will say, <laughs> he is older than me, by the way, just, just to clarify. Thank you again. Um, amen. <laughs> no, but let me, let me just say something, because God is so good. God is so good. So him and I were really dear friends growing up as, as, as young men, and when I hit about 13 or 14, some things happened in life as life does, and we split up, right? Like our paths went differently. Some of you know my story, right? Of the things that, that I ended up doing, right, with my life and turned away from God and, and all those things. And, and Kevin, he, he kept on the path and, and uh, continued to live his life for the Lord. And, and so we went in different paths. But not only did God want to restore me back to him, but God restores everything in our lives. And so he's restored our relationship and, and I am so excited about that. I mean, this is how good God is. God wants to complete everything in our lives, not just certain areas, but, but every, single, every single one of them. And so I'm really, really excited to, to have you today and to, to get to see you again. And I will say this. So Kevin and I are a lot alike in this fact, right? We both married up. Amen. <laughs> we both married up. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. So look, so guys, we're in this miracle series, right? God still moves in the modern. We've been in this miracle series since the beginning of the year. And if you were here last year, which I know a lot of you were, um, we, we went through what we called the saga of salvation, just pointing to how everything points to Jesus. This whole thing is about Jesus. Everything in all of scripture, right? All of creation groans to magnify his name, to highlight who he is. And we went through that all the last year and it was incredible. We had a great time going through the scriptures and seeing, seeing Christ through it all. And at the beginning, well, actually December, like mid-December, I had a direction and, and I've shared this a couple times with you. I had a direction of where I was heading at the beginning of the year. And it was gonna be something to do with vision, right? That's natural, a lot of people do that, which is good to refocus us on what God has called us to do. Um, and that's a good thing. But God shifted that in mid-December and told us to do this miracle series, right? And I was like, okay, cool. So we learned about all about up till Jesus's life. And then he said, I want you to open it up to talk about what I did in this life, right? What I did when I walked on this earth to, to encourage my people, right? That, that, that what he did, you and I can also do. The works that he has done, even greater works than these will you do because I go to the Father is what the Bible tells us. We learned that last week, right? So, um, so anyway, and, and I was actually really like, okay, Lord, cool, that's fine, I get it. And I was good with it. However, I needed a little bit more confirmation, just to be honest with you. And so I was like, I, 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 so I get reconnected with Kevin, and he has this amazing book, right? It's an incredible book, and you guys will get to hear a little bit about that too here in a moment. But he has this incredible book. I read the book. I literally read it in two days, and I'm not a reader. If it ain't the Bible, I don't want it, for real. Like, I, I don't read books. I just read God's Word. Like, that's it. And so for me to sit down in two sittings and literally read this entire book was, was a testimony in and of itself. Um, but right then, the Lord said, this is why you are in this series, to cap it off with their story, what God has done in their life. This is real miracles, real life from a real God. And I am really, really excited about that. But let me, let me ask you really quickly here. We're going to hop into this thing. I know I keep talking. But <laughs> so the, the name of your book, could you just explain that a little bit and tell them how we can, 
we can go about getting that and, and different things like that. Whichever one wants to take it. It's called You Met Her Where, okay? And uh, it's our journey of healing, hope, and hot wings. So it's, it's kind of a play on how we met uh, a long time ago. I won't give that away since we're in no, church. No, don't give, <laughs> don't give that away. And it's really good. But it is literally our journey, how we met, and the journey of faith that God's brought us through the last 15 years. So, yeah. um, yes, you'll be able to get it on Amazon, on our website, kevinandsteph.com. Um, we can share more about that later, but um, yeah, and, and out there, just really, because I think once we get into this, we're gonna have trouble plugging anything. That's true. Yeah, you know what I mean. So out out there in the foyer, guys, we have a table set up, and just kind of explain how, how we'll go about that really quickly, if you will. Okay, so uh, if you can, provide your email, and we will add that to our email list. We'll uh, our marketing people, our producer, will be sending out an email with a discount code for twenty percent off the book um, later this week. So you'll, yeah, you'll get that in the mail, and then you'll see. The podcast as well with your pastor. Come on. on. Our podcast as well, which, yeah. yes. <laughs> it drops this Friday. It's called Tell Us a Good Story. Yeah. And so who has a better story to tell than this guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's so pretty they, incredible. They do, right here in a minute. You're going to hear uh, their story. But yes, please, on your way out, man, stop by, sign that up, right? You just list your email and your name, and we'll get you the 20% off coupon code uh, to go on and grab, because the book is definitely worth it. So... All right, so guys, <clears throat> let me ask you this. So from a, a 30,000 foot view really quickly, because I'd like for them just to hear kind of all of it in one lump sum. And then we're gonna go back and we're gonna kind of trek through this thing and go along through this journey all together. Sure. Um, so if you guys could just share what you've been through over the past 15 plus years, um, all the obstacles that the enemies try to throw your way. And, and if you could do that, that'd be great. So back in 2007, I was a surgical nurse and I was electrocuted and basically fried the whole front and left part of my brain and had severe side effects from that. Then I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Then during that process, they told us not to think about having children because of all the issues that I was under. Then by the grace of God, we got pregnant and got pregnant diagnosed with a brain tumor, got pregnant again, and uh, my husband found out he had cancer. Then we got pregnant and had a miscarriage, and then got pregnant again, and our son was born with two holes in his heart. So. Wow. wow. So that's a quick run through, right? That's a lot to handle at one time, right? Like, Did that get your attention? Let me process. <laughs> Like, did she just say that, 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 like, yeah, yeah, you heard it right. Um, but so, so, so Stephanie, take me to back to the electrocution. Like what in the world? How do you, did you stick your finger in a light socket? Like what would you do? You know what I mean? Like how did that happen? So ironically, I wasn't even supposed to be in the OR that I was going to. They were uh, finishing a brain tumor case and the nurse in there was pregnant and had to use the restroom. So I went in to relieve her before my case uh, started. Mm. So there is a tower, for lack of better words, and there's like these three different machines that are on the tower. And there was one that I needed for my next case. And when I went to remove that piece of equipment, I shifted this wire. And when I moved this wire, an electrical current went through my right index finger, traveled up my arm, and then just dispersed through my whole body. At that point, a loud pop was heard in the uh, OR and then sparks went flying everywhere. So by the grace of God, the OR didn't blow up and I didn't die instantly. Uh, from that point, they stopped the surgery, asked if everyone was okay. The nurse came back in who went to the restroom and I just, uh, my scrub tech and I left to go start my case. And as we were walking, my scrub tech goes, are you just, are you okay? And I'm like, I just feel weird. My brain feels like my head feels staticky was the best way to describe it. Mm. Uh, went back, started my case, prepping for it. And all of a sudden people just started coming in. They started hearing what had happened. And my manager came and she was from me to you and she could smell me. Like I was singed, like the burnt was just permeating through my pores, but you couldn't see any wound coming from me. Wow. Then at that point, a gentleman who works on our neurological equipment came in and he's like, you got to come back here. You're not going to leave this room. So my scrub tech and I walked back 
and there was ash residue covering the entire walls. All over their floor was just black. There's these metal sleeves kind of, and in surgery, we kind of tuck the arms so surgeons can just work close to the patient. Mm -hmm. And there's two metal uh, sleeves. They were on top of one another, and three holes blasted through both of these sleeves. So the amount of current that I had in my body should have killed me instantly. And those were metal. Yeah, wow. metal. Yeah. And so what was the, so how did, because I, I read in the book, like, so how did the doctor treat it, right? Like, so we went to employee health, and they're like, you should just get checked out. I'm like, okay. And went in, they, my blood pressure dropped significantly, and my heart rate was going in an irregular rhythm. And they're like, you know, you're probably going to be fine. Just go home, sleep it off, and you'll be fine. I'm like, okay. Still not thinking of everything that truly wow. just happened to me. Yeah. Luckily, I was surrounded by amazing people, and they ended up getting somebody to take me home. And one of my girlfriends who was the charge nurse that evening, and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm starting to get a headache. I just don't feel good. And she said, the surgeons here are not happy they sent you home because the amount of voltage that you received should, that could stop your heart at any moment. Should've so they wanted me you. to come back and I just called mm -hmm. Kevin. I just prayed that God would keep beating my heart. Cause we all know if you go to an ER, you're going to be there forever, right? Sure. <laughs> I wanted to rather just be in my bed and just pray and focus on God. Focus on God. I just remember going to the doctor's appointments with Steph and my mm -hmm. wife and, and hearing the doctors kind of go through, I mean, they were practicing medicine. And so they would do research on prior electrocutions, electrical shock cases, lightning strike victims. Lightning strike victims. They're like, we don't have a lot of research to kind of help you yeah. because they're all dead. Right. We can't. We can't like. We can't go by prior history because there is no prior history. Most of the people that had the electrical shock that you did, they're, they're gone. They're we gone. Test them. Mm -hmm. So they're just incredible. guessing. So they're just, yeah, so there is no, no research to, to fall back on because anyone who was electrocuted in this fashion passed away. And wow, that's, that's incredible. And God just, just had his hand on you there. And, and some of the stuff that was, that was going on after that, right? Mm -hmm. you, you had some short-term memory loss, short correct? Short-term memory and loss. Like if you guys would come and see me, like for the first month, my abdomen would just still quiver for the amount of voltage that still stayed in my muscles. Um, Short-term memory loss, cognitive thinking, I used to be a waitress and I could go to 10 different tables and memorize everyone's entire order. And at that point I couldn't add two plus one. I would like had to get my fingers out. I just, I couldn't do it. Hallucinations. Wow. I would just see spiders crawling all over the floor. I would hit the trash can and thousands of gnats would just fly all over and be swatting them and they would just disappear. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that would be crazy. I remember we'd go to church and uh, Steph would be like, hey Mike, how's your new job going? Good. 30 seconds later. Hey, Mike, you start your new job yet? 30 seconds later. Hey, Mike, when are you starting your new job? And it was like 50 first dates. Wow. For those, that period of time where her- How, how long was that? How, how, how long? Three years. So 2007 Three. it happened. And when I got pregnant with Emmy, which was American and stuff, because another, it almost like every few months new symptoms would arise. Right, right. And in the summer of 2010, my cycle stopped. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant, which the doctors told us, don't think about it. This is not in the cards for you guys. And we just stood and prayed and my cycle stopped. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. And I was so excited and so overwhelmed. And then I took that test and it was negative. I'm like, God, how can this be negative? Like it's, yeah. I've gone through so much and I don't have a cycle anymore. How is this another symptom? And um, got, you know, so. It's, it's, it's incredible. So, so here she is, she gets electrocuted that should have killed her. Prior to, so, so now the doctors are saying there's no way to get pregnant. They're, they're just, just forget it guys. Something that they dreamed about, you know, uh, creating a family together and, and all those things that, that most of us do. And, and not only did you get pregnant, okay? But at the time, so, so check this out, because I read this in the book. Mm -hmm. There was one point in time where she had a negative test and a positive one for pregnancy. One said negative, one said positive. I'm, I'm getting this yeah. right, correct? So she's looking at this thing, knowing God spoke to her at a swimming pool on vacation, yeah. right? I, I did my research. <laughs> I studied. Good. I studied. Amen. <laughs> So they're on vacation. God speaks to you, speaks to your heart. Mm -hmm. You are pregnant. Yep. 
but a test says it's negative. She, she's not pregnant, right? Then a couple weeks later or so, she takes another test. This test says positive. She's excited. So she's like, let's take another one. See it again. I want to see it. I'm going to reaffirm it, basically. Takes another test. Now she's got a negative. So now you got a negative and a positive. And so Stephanie, Kevin, you guys had a, a, a moment here of what to believe. What to believe, right? You, you had this, you know, and, and, and that would be incredibly uh, difficult, I would think, in the moment. Like, they're already telling me I can't get pregnant, right? But now I see positive, now I see negative. Tell me, tell us how that, how did you feel during that time and what did you do to reconcile these things, right? Well, when we were on vacation, right, we were celebrating me finishing grad school, mm -hmm. right, getting my MBA. And I remember on the vacation, Steph's like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, you're, you're what? She's like, no, 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 no. I'm believing. I'm believing God. I'm pregnant. Come on. Right? We haven't physically seen it yet, mm -hmm. but I know that I know that I know I'm pregnant. This is happening. Come on. And so uh, part of her, part of the issues that she had from the electrocution was she would have these terrible migraines, right? That would, I mean, just put you out, right? Take me to the ER. Take, I'd have to rush her to the emergency room just to try to, I mean, give her some medication. Well, she started to get that on this trip. And so the concern was, if I take some of this medication, it could affect the baby that I'm believing is in, my is in my stomach right now. I'm believing God for. And I remember being like, Steph, there's no shame. Like, we're believing God you're pregnant, but if you've got to take this pill, please do. And so Steph just kept believing, nope, I'm pregnant. And so we get back. And again, only God, right? It's only yeah, God. this is only God, yeah. So Steph's taking pregnancy tests, comes back positive, and then she'll take five that comes back negative, right? I'm like, okay, just go to your doctor and get the official one, right? The yeah. CBS stick's not, not doing it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not official. <laughs> so believe in God, and it comes back, she's impregnant. She was pregnant. Wow. Okay. Wow, it's incredible. And when you, when you go back, she was pregnant on that trip on vacation where God told her where God told her even though yeah. we didn't see it naturally she was pregnant wow. she was actually pregnant and so not only was she pregnant she got pregnant without a cycle didn't have right. a period didn't have any of that That's she wasn't ovulating right yes. so you're not ovulating it, it, no. it's just no. it's impossible right that's how you get pregnant right <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a woman but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I hear anyway <laughs> what I'm told <laughs> amen so you haven't had it could you guys pull up their picture for me please John um, so, so no no ovulation no none of that and look at this not one not two but three blessings from God those are three miracle babies that Jesus gave them it is incredible to me man you walk through the electrocution yep. Right, God touches you through that whole time. You, you stay faithful, excited about God. I know there was hard times through it, obviously, mm -hmm. but, but just to continue to believe God and then, man, to have three beautiful babies when they told you, no, it's not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. So forget it. Just yep. chalk that cards. up. It, it's done. It's not in the cards. Yep. Yep. It's not in the deck. So, so just forget it. And three. That was devastating, by the way. Even though yeah. we're people of faith, that was devastating to hear, hey, guys, you know this dream you had? You get married. We didn't sign up for this. I didn't, we didn't sign. I mean, she worked so hard to get through college and nursing. her nursing. We, and then two years later, that's robbed of us. That's stolen. Like Satan trying to steal what God had for us, yeah. right? And so, I mean, that, that was devastating. That's where we truly had to learn how to trust God. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he wanted to kill this, destroy this, before this beautiful family ever had a, an opportunity to exist. But, but God is greater. Amen. Amen. He is greater. I, I love it. So, you know, when a doctor report comes back, we can choose to believe and trust God or the doctor. Right? We can choose to, to have faith in, in the one who, who does the impossible. Right? <laughs> and uh, it's incredible. So look, so after the electrocution... You get pregnant. So after the electrocution, I get pregnant, had Emmy, and during that process, God had taken away all of my symptoms. No more hallucinations, no more headaches. Come on. And then <laughs> it gave birth to Emmy, um, and then things started coming back, and my husband and I 
said no. And for my birthday, which is on the 30th of December, he got me a 365-day devotion of healing. And I spoke those words every single day. And within that year, I have never had a side effect since. So, so you spoke, come on, yeah, give the Lord a hand. <laughs> One of the things I, so you spoke, spoke it. Spoke it into existence. There is a pow- there's power in the spoken word. When God, you guys have heard me say this, when God created the earth and everything in it in humanity, he spoke it, right? There's, there's power in speaking and believing what, what God has, has told you and what is in the word, mm-hmm. uh, you know, speaking that out loud, incredible. So bam, you're healed now. Jesus mm-hmm. is so good. You guys got a baby. We got a baby. So you're so excited, right? Like yep. life is like, ha ha, right? right? Like got it. we got you enemy. Yep. I mean, you're under my feet, That's right? That's right. Okay. Can't touch us. That's right. That's right. Yeah, can't touch this. Da, na, na, na. Yeah, little MC Hammer. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where I went right there. I don't know. God is you good. Distracted easy. I do. I, I listen. I don't know. Thanks for pointing that out, Kev. I, I, I praise the Lord. Mute his mic for me. Mute his mic. Okay. So now we're excited. Yep. We got the baby, got man. The baby. I'm healed. I can remember everything, yep. man, and things. Story. She's your incredibly sharp yep. lady, right? So that would be really, really difficult. Made it through nursing school, all those things. And um, yeah, super bright. And, and now all that's happening. Now God's healed you. Now you have a baby. Yep. Now what? Let's go to number two. Let's go to number two. Let's go to number two, baby. Let's go for it. So, you know. It's a little greedy, right? We like, wanted another one. <laughs> it's a little greedy. We had away now. It's a little greedy. So felt in my spirit it was time to have another one, <clears throat> and nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. I shouldn't say I was completely healed. I still didn't have a cycle. Like, my cycle never restored, but everything else restored. I'm like, Shh, I don't need a cycle. I didn't have right. one with the first one. Don't need with the second one. That's how this works. Yeah. So didn't have a cycle. No big deal. So after two and a half years of trying, three years trying, we, Kevin's like, maybe you should just go to your doctor. I'm like, okay. So I went to my OB, and she's like, let's draw some blood work. And so my blood work came back a little high. No big deal because, you know, I'm going to have a baby. I know I'm going to have a baby. And they're like, she's like, I'm just going to send you to an endocrinologist. I'm like, that's fine. So I went to the endocrinologist, and he's like, let's just get an MRI, see what's going on. Again, I have faith. I'm fine. So had the MRI. We're getting ready to, to rent a, a house, and I'm there getting everything ready with my daughter. And my phone rings, and it was the doctor. And long story short, he said, we found a mass on your brain. And I was like, a ma- like a tumor? You found a brain tumor. And he said, yes, ma'am, I'm so sorry. It's bigger than what we were expecting. We weren't expecting, but it was, it's pretty good size. So I needed you to see a neurosurgeon as soon as possible. And I'm like, okay, okay. So it didn't click, but you guys, as soon as I hit end on my phone this peace just washed over me come and i'm on. like okay god come on you got this like it's it's gonna be i just knew at that moment it was gonna be completely fine but it was gonna be another time i needed to walk things out and i was gonna do it with with kevin so wow wow so you can't get pregnant you guys really want a baby you're electrocuted all these side effects come they don't even know how to treat you be- nope. because everybody's dead this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life you're just you know deal with it Mm -hmm. right yes like and that's a matter of fact that's a lie of the enemy the enemy wants you to think you have to deal with sickness and disease you don't have to in jesus name amen right we have authority in the name of jesus and so yeah so that's taking place Mm -hmm. but now you have a baby it's exciting everybody like we're on the way of our 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 american dream yep our destiny yeah now it's starting Mm -hmm. yeah here we are we're stepping into it and i'm believing god now even though i'm not having a period nothing like that i'm still believing for another one right another child it's incredible it's incredible and then this happens Mm -hmm. a brain tumor like not not a cold or a broken foot you you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. something that is devastating that can impact you forever exactly Mm -hmm. so Wow. Let me, let me jump in here. Please do. So not only that, but I had doctors pulling me aside and saying, listen, Kevin, I, I want you to know the severity of this. With brain surgery, what we're dealing with, the wife you have today may be completely different than the wife you have post-surgery. Her personality might be different. Why? Her, her sense of humor could be different. Her memory could be different because of what we're dealing with, the severity of going into your skull mm-hmm. and pulling something out. So 
just to let you know, you may have a completely different wine post-surgery than what you know today. They literally pulled me aside to tell me that. Holy smoke. So I got my, my, my dream wife, right? Like God orchestrated that. <laughs> yes. God orchestrated that. Yes, I hit the lottery. Amen. The yes. God orchestrated that, which you'll have to read the book to get, uh, it's, 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 it's wild. Anyway, so God orchestrates that, but now the enemy's trying to steal her. So he's already trying to steal the kids and all those mm -hmm. things. And now twice, not once, but twice. And both of them had to do with the mind. I found that very interesting, right? When I was reading it, mm -hmm. you know, cause we're to renew our minds in Christ, right? Christ wants to renew completely our minds to think like him and to speak like him and to be like him. And the enemy is trying to steal that from you. Um, Two times, not once, but two times. Mm -hmm. So what was that? Okay, so, so when that happens, that diagnosis, what do you guys do? Like, like do you get angry, like with God a little bit? Like, I, I don't know, I'm just, you know, what, what happens from there? The, when I had to, the hardest part was having to go home and tell Kevin. And I remember putting Emmy to bed and going to Kevin and, you know, I hadn't cried the whole time and the tears started flowing. He's like, babe, we've got this. You were healed from the electrocution you got this. So we sat there, we prayed, and I just kept remembering the peace that came over me after, you know, I was initially hit with that. And the, the great thing is, like, God always shows up. He always shows that he's there with you. So at one point, you know, I had to go to a neuro-ophthalmologist who I didn't even know existed. And it was basically, the, the tumor was so close to my optic nerve that it was literally you could put a piece of paper right through it that's how close it was and if mm. that tumor touched the optic nerve in any way my sight would start i would start losing my sight and wow. if the sight was removed if i lost any part of the sight once that tumor was removed the sight would never come back so that was another thing they were dealing with in terms of time they were so close to that tumor hitting my optic nerve wow. pastor keith this is yes i think this is where i really learned to trust god because at this point, nothing I'd ever done was gonna help me, right? So like in, in previously, if I wanted to make a basketball team, work on your jump shot, work on your dribbling, if you wanted to lose weight, you eat, you work out, build muscles, what, if you wanna get a promotion, if you wanna have a certain job, you get this type of education. In this situation, I had zero control, right? I would go to a doctor's appointment with my wife and I can't even understand what they're saying. I mean, half the stuff, I can't even, I don't understand what they're telling me, right? right? And so I had to come to the conclusion, like, God, I literally, my network of people, I could take her to the best hospital, have the best surgeon, have the best medical team, I could have all the money in the world, and there's nothing I could physically do as a husband to help my wife. Because when it came to health stuff, what could I do? Yeah. I, I, I remember I had this internal struggle like what can i do to help my wife and i remember like there were times where i'm like young in the car god you got to help me yeah. what am i supposed to do as a husband i try to figure things out if there's a problem i'm trying to solve it sure. this i can't solve it i can't do it so that's where i remember when we when we took step to high state to have her surgery i remember in the car i'm like god she's yours like she is yours i i don't know what i know the doctors are telling me one thing I don't know what kind of wife I may have post-surgery. Yeah, because they're telling you your wife will not be the same. She may, yes, exactly. I mean, it's, it's just not, I mean, right. it's gonna be completely different yes. than the woman you married. And I remember I'm like, God, she's yours. Like, hands off, I'm done trying to figure this out. I'm done trying to solve this problem. I'm done trying to do it myself. Wow. Like, God, she's yours. She's yours. I'm trusting you, you're gonna take care of my wife. Come on. Yeah, and because and, and as men, right, as men, are, we are, I guess we're conditioned or created to be fixers, right? Like, and, and I'm the same way. Like, I got to fix it if my wife, and a lot of times my wife don't want me to fix it. She just wants me to listen, right? Like, <laughs> shut up and listen, yeah? <laughs> but we are, we're conditioned. That's, that's who we are uh, as men, typically. And so, and now you can't do anything about it. It's out of your hands. It's, 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 right. it's gone. So, you know, to trust God in that time had to be incredibly difficult. What would have been some of the, the, the stuff that you would have just surrender it to God, right? Like, how did you go about doing that to, to bring peace that surpasses all understanding and the joy of the Lord to be your strength when you're looking at your wife? Because it would probably be harder that, that, that it's her going through it even, right? Like, I can't, you know what I mean? So, yes. so Steph and I play this game, would you rather, right? And so... The question is, would you rather 
be the person going through a life-threatening, life-altering situation, or be the spouse of someone going through a life-threatening, life-altering situation. Mm. And so, hands down, yeah. the worst situation is when you're the spouse. Yeah. Hands down, when you, because you feel like you don't have control. You're seeing your spouse, you're seeing your best friend, you're seeing a loved one go through something, and you have zero control over it. So what I did, one, I, I literally, I, I, God, I give you my wife, and then I had to speak against fear. Come on. I had to speak against fear because it, this, there was a battle internal, internally in my mind what could happen, what might happen, what in the natural doctors are telling me. And I had to speak against that. I had to anchor myself to the word of God. No, no, no. By his stripes, my wife is healed. Yeah. She is healed. Yeah. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what the reports are. I'm going to trust God. Wow. That's incredible. So God brings you out of it, obviously, yep. as you can tell. Brought her out of it, completely <laughs> healthy, completely, you know, terrific. So now you guys are, are you're out of all this. You're, you're out of the woods. Now you guys can start enjoying life now. I mean, you guys have been through, let's just be honest, hell. Mm -hmm. You've been through hell over these past several years. Now I get a, a, a reprieve. Now I'm going to enjoy my kids, right? And I get, get to spend time with each other. And I'm excited because I have my wife back. So life probably feels pretty good at this point in time. What then happens? What, what next after the surgery, right? Then what? So as soon as after the surgery, one thing that I kept saying is I want another baby. I want another baby. I was aching for another baby. And some people are like, well, you had one. I'm like, no, I, I'm just, I don't know about you women, like, but I, I physically ached for another child. So this whole time, I'm like, I'm going to get pregnant after this, right? And they're like, now, Stephanie, we don't know about that. It could take years. It could take months I, if it happens. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I started learning, like, no, I'm going to be pregnant after this. I still haven't had a cycle in three or four years, but I'm going to get pregnant after this. Wow. And I remember having the surgery, coming out of it, and, like, has my cycle started? And he's like, Stephanie, it doesn't work like that. And I'm like, okay, but I'm believing it's going to happen this way. So long. Man, you just woke up. Yeah, I'm you sorry. just I'm like, so a month later, um, I remember, you know, that morning, it was a Monday morning. I called Kevin. I'm sobbing because I started my cycle. And it's all about perspective. Like, we all know what happens with a cycle. You have terrible cramps. You're emotional. And I loved every second of it. I'm like, thank you, God, for these cramps. Thank you, God. I'm emotional. Like, she it was, was just. She was so happy to go to the pharmacy and put the. Oh, I couldn't wait to buy tampons. On there. Like, I'm like, yes, this is amazing. Bring that up. Like, boom. Like. <laughs> Like, Look that'll at me. be $5. I'm like, you are welcome. There you go. Like, I was so excited to swipe my card for tampons. Like, again, perspective, so you guys. Good. So, so good. I remember that, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, so had my cycle. I'm like, all right, baby, we're going to be pregnant now. And he's like, staff. I'm like, no, no, no. We are pregnant. And two Come weeks on. later, we were pregnant. Wow. So, got our second one. So, that was awesome. Little L, she's amazing. And then, all of a sudden, Kevin just delivered L and he starts sleeping. I'm like, why are you sleeping? I just had the baby. Babe, I'm just going to take a nap. It was a rough night. <laughs> like I was up. Typical I, man, yeah, by the way. I'm like, what? what? And then he stopped working out. And he, I was like, man, he's, he's starting to get a little heavy. And I'm like, not going to say anything. And started getting this double chin. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> like, like, like I had two kids. You didn't. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, like, what's, what's your deal? Yeah. yeah, what's your problem? What's your so, excuse? decided to book a Disney trip. Because who doesn't want to go to Disney with a five-month-old? That's my husband's idea. I thought it would be fantastic. So the day before we leave for Disney, my husband brings me into the bathroom and he said, babe, should I be concerned about this? And he turns his head and this mass pops out of his jaw. It's about the size of a golf ball. And the nursing brain and the Christian brain start going at wars because yeah. the Christian brain is like, don't you speak it into existence. And the nursing brain is, oh my God, I know exactly what that is. So went to Disney. And that's all I saw, you guys. I just saw his double chin and this mask coming from his jaw. Because every, has anybody ever been to Disney before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There are like 500 photographers at Disney as you walk through. And so, and they're the clearest picture ever. <laughs> clearest, like the best pictures ever. And so every picture you see this mask on my wow. jaw. And that's when it really hit me like, 
Oh boy, that, I might need to get this looked at. Wow. So, so let me ask you this. So if, if, um, if you were asked, is our, so you guys have been through a lot, right, at this point in time. I'm just, I'm at the point where you're at right now, you're at Disney, right? But if someone asked you even in this time and, and now, our miracles for today, right? What would, you, what would you say to someone how to go about believing for that or, or, or receiving that? What would, you, what would you say to that? I say our God's a living God and what he did in the past still reigns true today. Well, I, I think it's interesting because uh, my background is, is very similar to your wife, right? So I'm a CPA, I have my MBA, corporate finance. Uh, I started in public accounting, I was in auditing. And on the CPA exam, there's something that you learn and they actually test you on, it's called professional skepticism, <laughs> okay? So especially as an auditor, Basically, as an auditor, anytime someone hands you something, anytime someone speaks something to you, says something to you, you never, you're trained to never take that at face value. You're, you're, you're a professional skeptic, right? So that is, in my mind, that is a good trait to have, except when, one, you get married and you <laughs> question everything your wife says, <laughs> and two, when you go to a church that believes in miracles. Come on. Because there's so many things that you see that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right, And so when you see our lives and you see us walk this out, I would not believe this if I hadn't lived it. Right. Right? That's, my, that's my background. I am a professional skeptic. Um, so yes, we have walked this out. We have lived this. Miracles are completely real. And when you, if you don't believe that, take a look at us. Take a look at Pastor Keith. Yeah. We are walking miracles. I mean, when you, when you put that picture up, literally, no one's in that picture if it's not for God. Right. Only it's God. Not the miracle working power. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, Kev, so now you've just seen your wife go through hell and misery. Now, all of a sudden, you get hit with this. Yeah. So, one thing you got to know about Kevin, he's the most competitive human being besides probably me. <laughs> in the world like we would go at it when we were young playing ping pong like you thought this was like life or death who won this ping pong game anyway yeah. extremely competitive and so you get this I, I would have to venture to guess now there's a game plan that takes place and it's almost like i'm gonna defeat this like you know what i'm saying like w this is not gonna break me because i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna war against this thing not only in yourself but but that type of mentality so now you're setting up this what yeah. take us through that like what what is what does so, that look like so steph and i put together a game plan, right? And I knew it wasn't gonna be in my power. Mm. It wasn't gonna be in my strength, right? I can't, I can't do anything, right? So we, we put a game plan together, mm -hmm. and one was we were only gonna focus on next steps. Because when I got this diagnosis, I, I actually got a phone call at work, and wow. they called me at work and told me, you've, you've been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a blood cancer. And that's actually the same exact cancer that my grandmother passed away from when I was in middle school. And so that hits you. And I immediately, you know, email my boss, hey, I'm taking off. There, I am not gonna do any productive work the rest of this day. And so I, I, I don't know where to go. So I remember I, I pull into just a parking lot and I do the worst thing possible. I start Googling what is non-Hodgkin's lymphoma? What is the side effects? What's the end result? And every webpage that I went to kept getting worse and worse and worse and it's like this fear comes on you because I, I think of my grandmother and I think of when I read the good news is individuals who are diagnosed with this two-thirds of them will live past five years I'm like okay so you're telling me there's three people here you're telling me in five years one of us is not sitting here wow. right so this is telling me there's a good chance you may live to see 40 years old but you may not right and so, Steph and I, again, we've already seen two miracles take place. I've right. seen more than two miracles, right, with our children. Yeah, with the babies. Like, okay, we're going to trust God. We're going to put a game plan together. So it was, we're only focused on next steps. Mm -hmm. Because when, when we started to think of what might happen, what might take place, I start wow. Googling things, the fear would just be overwhelming. Like, what if, what if, what if? And every what if is, it is not good, right? So... I'm, I'm not Googling, I'm not doing research, which is completely like against my religion to not <laughs> research something. So focus on next steps. We are going to get into the word. 
We are going to study healing scriptures. We're going to speak the word. We're going to be the most positive people around us. I am going to intentionally be the most positive person at work. You are not going to hear a negative word come out of my mouth. Mm. We also decided we are only going to tell um, our close friends and our immediate family. That's it. We did not need acquaintances, non-believers speaking death over me. This yeah. was too critical of a time for us. Mm -hmm. And then also we're like, we are not putting one post on social media that I was diagnosed with cancer, right? Yeah. One, because I didn't want a relative, anybody writing my obituary on Facebook. That's right. Two, I didn't want anybody to think that my wife might be single in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> so she laughs at this, but like, there would be people on my side of the family, like, she should be the bachelorette, right? Yeah, Signing yeah. up application. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so we were very mm -hmm. determined mm -hmm. on how we're gonna walk this out, right? And we also came to the conclusion, no matter what, we're gonna trust God. Come on. It doesn't matter what, what the doctor tells yeah. us, because we've seen the supernatural take place. We've seen doctors tell us, I'm sorry, kids are probably not gonna be in your cards for you. So we, we acknowledge what the doctors are telling us, mm -hmm. but we don't accept it. We're going to anchor ourselves to the word of God, right? And so it was no matter what, we're trusting God to walk this out. Even if this doctor tells me, Kevin, you got four days to live, which he did to a friend of ours, we're trusting God we're to walk this out. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and that just speaks to the to the authority one that, that words have, right? Life and death, we talked about this last week a little bit. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. What we say matters. What you say matters. How you speak to your wife, how you speak to your husband, how you speak to your kids, how you speak to mom and dad, it matters. It matters. It's, it's powerful what we can do with, with words that are filled with faith, right? And not negativity. And uh, no, that's so, so good. So, so, so you get this diagnosis, right? You got lymphoma, right? Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, it's a blood cancer. And isn't it like only two to, to 5% of people that the cancer doesn't spread to the rest of the bloodstream, correct? Isn't it, it's really low, like. So, <laughs> right, so I had surgery to remove the lymph nodes, right? And so um, we were trusting God that I would just, just you know, instantly be healed mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have to have surgery. Right. Mm. And so I had prayer with our pastor and uh, he was very encouraging. But he said, listen, if you have to have surgery, that doesn't mean you're not in faith. That yeah. doesn't mean you're not trusting God. Come on. Just think that God may be leading you to a certain surgeon, a certain hospital that is that's going to take care of this. Right. You just got to trust God to walk this out. If spontaneously you are not healed instantly. Right. That could happen. But you got to trust God to walk this out. And so had the surgery, and they're like, Mr. Mason, uh, we need you to come back December 13th, and you're gonna need to start 16 weeks of chemotherapy, mm. okay? And again, at this time, I think, what, 37, 36 mm -hmm. at the time? And like, oh, that's not good. I do not wanna start chemotherapy, especially at my age. And uh, so I said, okay, kicks and giggles, doc, tell me something. What are the odds that those cancer cells were only here in my jaw, mm. and you were able to remove all of them? And she's like, yeah, she's like, lymphoma is blood cancer, right? So if you had a mass on your jaw, that means it's probably all through your bloodstream. She's like, it's, it's very unlikely. I'm like, tell me what are the odds that it's only, it was only in my jaw? And she's like, less than 10%. Less than 10%. So I remember when, he, when they said that, we left and we're like, okay, we're believing it was only in the jaw. Yep. We are not, you know, some people are okay with chemo we just felt in our spirit chemotherapy was not for him so we were believing if he had to have anything it was only going to be radiation we didn't want chemotherapy throughout his whole body only a targeted area so we were believing no chemotherapy cancer to remain here and then radiation wow. so fast forward to december 3rd or we we get to that december 13th appointment and uh like you know what let's let's do a little bit more testing before we start this chemo. Mm -hmm. I, want, I want to see a little bit more. So we, we do more, then December 30th, uh, I, get a, I get a phone call and she's like, Mr. Mason, you got your miracle. It was only in your jaw. <laughs> so she's like, she's like uh, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, but we, you will have to do radiation. 
So I had to do, uh, you know, like three weeks of radiation treatments, which, you know, wow. fried my throat, fried my jaw, which, sure. which we went into in the book, which was terrible. Yeah. But, um, but God was with us. Come on. He helped us every step of the way. It's incredible. So, so, but during this process though, cause I'm sure there's a bunch of, you know, weakness and different mm -hmm. things that the cancer would bring on your body, Kevin, it's in your book too. But tell us how you were able to make it through all of that, right? All the, the nights that you're sick, right. you're not feeling good, you're hurting, all that stuff. And, and your body's feeling run down, it would have to. So, so what did you guys do to help, help get through that time? Yeah, so one thing we did and we did this with the baby too, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, every time we were believing God and could conceive a baby, we would post scriptures all through our house, right? So we were studying healing scriptures. So what I did, I went online and I printed off 30 mm -hmm. healing scriptures, put like a nice pretty background behind that scripture, printed a square, and I posted it on every appliance, every door, every window in our house. So you cannot come into our house without saying a scripture come on. on the wall. Because when I woke up in the morning and I was feeling like garbage, I wanted to see my stripes, you are healed, right? Yeah. I wanted to see these scriptures on my mirror, on the doors. And so I had a almost two week stay at the James from complications from the radiation, right? Where they just fried my throat. Um, I could not, I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink uh, anymore. I couldn't speak. Um, I lost 37 pounds. So I went from 207 to 170 pounds. Wow. And so uh, today I'm like 200, right? So 30 pounds less than what I look today, right? So, so over a two week period, I lost 20 pounds in, in two weeks alone. Um, so as soon as I got out of the hospital, they're like, you have to eat, you have to eat. I know your taste buds have changed and everything you put in your mouth tastes horrendous you have to get protein. So I was just living on those insurer drinks, just trying to get those down. Yeah. So I was at home and I think it was the third day I get a call from the oncologist, just checking on me, see how I'm doing. I was like, hey, when are my taste buds gonna come back and I can taste something again? When am I gonna be able to like be normal again? She's like, oh, well, most patients, it's at least six months. And I'm like, that is the worst thing you could have told me because just getting through a day the struggle that I yeah. had to eat, to walk down the steps, it was, it was horrendous. Because not only that it, not only did you lose your taste, it like made it taste everything. really bad. Water tasted terrible. Like it was awful yeah. tasting everything. I lost my saliva, right? So it took me an hour to um, eat a thing of yogurt, a thing of yogurt, because it felt like toothpaste just swishing in your mouth when you don't have any saliva, right? Oh. You can't get it down. So it took me an hour to do yogurt. Um, it, it was terrible. And then when you can't swallow, you can't sleep. And so, so you're, you're tired, you can't sleep, you're hungry, you can't eat, it's hard to drink, and uh, it was terrible. So she told me this was gonna be six months of my life at a minimum. And again, that's the worst thing you could have told me then. So again, yeah. I had one of those days where I was just a breakdown. And yeah. so I immediately called Steph, I'm like, Steph, I, I can't do this anymore. Go ahead and just take me back to the hospital. I can't do this. This, like, I know, we're, I know we've been in faith, but right now I am struggling. Yeah. I am struggling. And so you prayed with me mm -hmm. and you're like that, that God would bring back my taste buds um, quickly. And so that night it's midnight. Again, I can't sleep because I'm sleeping like two hours at a time because again, I'm struggling to swallow because that radiation just fried my throat. And so I went downstairs to get my, uh, get a drink of water and I get to a door and I see one of those scriptures that I had posted and it was, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. Come on. And so again, at that point, I couldn't really talk, but I whispered it. And when I whispered it, I felt this jolt of energy in my body. It's like, I know, I know that's something. I, I, I felt that. So I went to the microwave and I read the scripture on there and it was by his stripes I'm healed. And again, another jolt of energy went through my body. Then I went to another appliance and read that scripture and it was, he forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Come on. Right? There's yeah. no disclaimer in there. That's right. There's no disclaimer in there. It all is all. That's right. All diseases and I'm an all. You're an all. Mm -hmm. You're an all. There's no, hey, prayer doesn't work on non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Prayer doesn't work on electrocutions. Prayer doesn't work on those brain tumors. That, is, that, that doesn't apply here. 
And so when I, when I spoke the word again, it was like medicine to my body. And I felt Come that on. third jolt of energy. So I remember thinking, okay, I want to test this out. And so my sense of smell was all wacky at that point. So I couldn't walk into the grocery store to get a, a prescription because the smell of all the food would just hit me in the face. And so whenever I opened the refrigerator, the smell would just hit me and I'd almost like pass out. So I'm gonna test this. So I open up the fridge and I stick my head in the fridge and I take a big whiff, <laughs> all right? And my, my smell was normal. So I shut it again and I'm like, Two out of three, right? <laughs> like that could have been a fluke. Let's try this again. So I open up again, shove my head in, Come on. take a big whiff. My sense of smell was back to normal. So I'm like, okay, thank you, God. I'm believing as I speak this word, it is medicine to my body. My body is healing right now. So I walk upstairs. Steph was, Steph was asleep. You were still nursing Elle at the time. And I wake her up and I'm like, Steph, you're not going to believe this. I believe right now my body is healing we're seeing the manifestation, the manifestation. And she's like, that's great. And then went right <laughs> back to sleep. She's <laughs> like, I'm going to be up in like two hours nursing our child. Can tell you just then. like tell me then? Because you're probably going to be up too. <laughs> right? So that was the moment. So the next day, I was able to taste one thing. I was able to eat one thing. It tasted normal again. The next day, something new I could taste again. The third day, I was able to taste it again and able to eat, get some protein in my body and the weight started to come back and my body started to heal itself. So that six months no longer applied to us. Wow, yeah. This is the power of God's word. This is why I'm always encouraging you to speak it out, to be in your word, but be speaking that over your family and over your own life because it's incredibly powerful because his word never returns void, church. It always accomplishes that which it's set out to accomplish. And, and so when you speak it, that's incredible. Wow. Okay, so <clears throat> let's review this then really quickly here because I, I still got to like wrap my mind around it. So electrocuted, mm -hmm. fries your brain, mm -hmm. lose all kinds of senses and things in your mind. After that, so the doctors tell you, you can't get pregnant. It's mm -hmm. impossible to get pregnant. Don't think that Guys, forget it. Just mm -hmm. listen, Some chalk parts. it up. It's yeah. cool. You know, you, you, you'll have each other though, yep. right? Like, yep. okay. And then, right, you get pregnant. God supernaturally gives supernaturally. you a beautiful baby. Everything's cool. Now a brain tumor, right? Now a brain tumor. God walks you through that. Mm -hmm. But you still want another baby because mm -hmm. you two are greedy. Pretty you, much. You, you're greedy. <laughs> yep. they're, they're greedy. But no, another baby. Mm -hmm. Everything is so good. Like, wow, God is good. This is great. Life is good. And then, bam, cancer. Like, this wasn't small things, guys. This is... No. These are life-altering moments, right, where you have a choice to make in those times, whether to believe God, trust God, or believe the report. And, and what are you gonna, you gonna do with that? So how has this impacted, like, those around you, right? Like, because I would think, you know, I don't know, man, it would be incredibly tough for those around you guys. Mm -hmm. How did it impact yeah. them? I think they just, it's funny, because every time people see us and they start, they're like, you guys should write a book. I'm like, that's a great idea. So we did write a book, but I think it just, it shows people that they all know us. They know we're just normal people. We're nothing, you know, obviously in God's eyes, we're all special. You guys know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but like, we're just, anybody can receive healing. Anybody can receive these miracles. You just have to tap into it. So I think a lot of people, you know, if they're like, you know, struggling with something, like, oh, you should talk to Kevin and Stephanie, just because unfortunately we've lived a lot of it. I've been encouraged by what I've seen in her family. Right, and, and the faith, so her family looks at us and even their words are different, right? And so we had an attack a few months ago mm -hmm. and I remember her mom coming up to me like, listen, no fear, God's got this, right? And just her words, her demeanor, that wouldn't have happened years 10 ago. years ago. Mm -hmm. that, but, but I guess your family, my family, seeing God walk, help us walk this out has been such an encouragement to our family and our friends, knowing God's with us, God's with you, whatever challenge it might be. Wow, wow. And that, that's exactly it. So we, we walk through things, right? Not by, by sight, but by faith, right? We walk by, by faith, not by sight. And, and you guys' testimony, I mean, is exactly that, to, to, to be able to walk this thing out, still having faith in God, even though you've been through all that. Um, and so then after that though, 
it's not done. It's not over yet. No, right? Like it's not over because you you have. Two, I see three kids, not mm-hmm. just two. We're only up to two. So, what happens? Is, so so now you had cancer. God walks you through all that. It's, it was a really rough time, but you did lose your double chin. He <laughs> did. It's gone. Like I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't miss the chin. I couldn't miss the chin. I lost a lot. Yeah, I remember I was down to like 170. I had my shirt off and stuff. Like, oh, you're looking really good. I'm like. I got a 10-pack here, but look at my spine here, too. You can see all my, my rib cage. I hope that's, hope that's not what you want. It wasn't. It's not what I meant. Uh, yeah. It's not what I meant, guys. Ladies, back me up here. You know that's not what I meant. Praise the Lord. Yes. We'll talk about this in the car. Right? That's right. Yeah. We'll deal with this later. We got, we got four hours to deal with it, yeah, driving home. So, so after that, right, now, now you get through it. And then what takes place after that before Tate comes, right? Like what, what all happens in, in that process, guys, after the, the, the cancer? God heals you from speaking his word, believing him through it. Then, then what? You're still praying for another child. Well, it, well, it was funny. With Elle, I had a hard, I always have hard pregnancies. And with Elle, I'm like, we're done. I can't do this anymore. And literally, I am pushing Elle out. And God spoke to me, you're not done. And ladies, you know it's God when you are pushing a baby out and you, someone says you are not done having babies. You're like, you know it's God. So after Kevin, you know, was healed and healthy, you know, we started trying for another one. And thank God, or thank you, Jesus, we did get pregnant. And we were there for our doctor's appointment to hear the heartbeat. And unfortunately, the heartbeat was not there. Mm-hmm. And you talk about a blow like it's hard going through something as adults our spouses like to see it but when the when it happens to your baby like that's a whole nother attack that's a whole nother you know i'm try- i remember you know laying there and the, you know the doctor was so kind she's like i'm just so sorry stephanie and kevin and he had to leave the room and i was just like okay God brought Lazarus up from the dead. He's going to do it to my body. He's going to do it to this baby. Like, no, we are not done. This is not happening to us. Um, so we just tried to keep speaking. Unfortunately, our faith wasn't strong enough. So we did lose. We lost the baby. And you know how the, de- he's, the devil just wants to hurt you so bad that yeah. not only did he attack our child, but he, we had Kevin surprise me and planned a baby moon um for us for valentine's and he took our baby the day before we were supposed to leave for that baby moon so you know just and unfortunately i was farther enough along that you know we had to go to the hospital i had to go through some things and um kevin's like okay i'm canceling the trip i'm like no you're not you can't cancel this i'm like i have to get out of here i have to you know, be somewhere other than home going through all of this. So we did go on the trip, and it was actually very healing to be away, to be together, and to build our faith back up because we knew that there was a calling, not only on our lives but our children's lives because the devil wouldn't have been attacking us as much as he had if it wasn't for our children as well. So we came together on that trip and believed that, you know, I would be pregnant again, and, you know, the devil wasn't going to have our children. And then a, a year and one week later, Tate Man Tate shows up. Mm-hmm. Almost, <laughs> almost, almost a year to the day, the year and just about a week. That I miscarried. Yep. Mm-hmm. That uh, our, our little guy shows up. So he Come shows on. up, and you know we're at the doctor's office, and they're like, we hear, um, or no, it was the last day we're in the hospital, and all of a sudden the, the doctor said, you know, we hear this murmur. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine, he's fine. Go to the doctor, you know, you have a few days after you get out of the hospital, you, your baby gets checked out. And they're like, no, it's, it's getting louder. We think you need to go to Children's. Mm. And again, you know, we've gone through all of this. So my faith is built up. I'm like, he's fine. Baby's fine. Kevin couldn't go with me because he had taken off work for Tate to be born. So I was in Children's. And long story short, you know, he has to have all these ultrasounds and scans under his heart. And they're like, you know, your son has two holes in his heart. And I'm like oh, again, you know, the devil can attack you, but when it's your babies, it's a whole nother, a a whole nother attack. And I remember, same thing. So by this time, we know the process of walking it out, Mm -hmm. right? We know this this journey of faith, and we're like, no, 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 Satan, you are not touching our children. Yeah. You are not touching our children. So we speak life over our baby. 
we speak healing over our baby. And so, of course, we walk that out a year later, you show before and after, and it's, they're like, he's perfectly fine. <laughs> His heart's fine. completely healthy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. So. That's amazing. Well, listen, I know I've, I've got I've to wrap this up here. Um, but, but Kev, could you walk us through this really quickly? What was this thing like, right? Like walking this, this out step by step for you guys, right? How would you describe that or give an illustration of it? Or, do we have time? Yeah, I think we got time to okay. do the illustration really quickly. Okay. So, Isabel, can you help me? Isabel, come on. Yes, please, <laughs> please. So, John Pastor Keith, I wanted to visually show you what we've experienced. Okay, Isabel, I want you to be right here. And I want you to look that way. Go ahead and sit down. Okay? So a lot of people, myself included, did not know how this works. Okay? And so a lot of times there is a time period, folks, between when you say amen and when that miracle actually shows up, manifests itself. So if you can, put up Mark eleven twenty four, 24, right? Because this is one of the scriptures we anchor ourselves to. Says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe you received it, right? And it will be yours. So if this is the if this is the starting line, right, where I'm at, this is us today, okay? We are gonna pray and we're gonna believe that God's gonna come through for you, right? But we're gonna believe it's happening right now. Now, you may spontaneously have a miracle take place, which is awesome. However, in our situation, we've we've had to walk this out, right? So there's a finish line. So I'm going to say Pastor Keith is the finish line, okay? And here's what happens. I'm praying, and I'm believing, and I'm only focused on the next step. When I do this, I get afraid, right? Because I think of all the things that could happen. Yeah. So I'm saying, God, just show me next step, next step. So here's what a lot of people do. They pray today. They believe God, hey, I'm in faith. I'm going to walk this out. And then Monday comes, and they're like, oh, nope, 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 not happening, not happening, right? Yeah. Too comfortable. It's comfortable back here, right? Nope. When I pray, I believe I'm receiving this, right? I'm going to walk this out, right? It's uncomfortable first. I'm walking this out. God is with you. God is with you. I'm just looking at my next step. So I get this obstacle, right? This obstacle for us is a bad medical report. It's a terrible doctor's report. And I'm saying, you know what? We're trusting God. We're anchoring ourselves. Next steps. I'm sideswiping this. I'm going to the next step. I'm going to the next step. I get to the next obstacle. This is another doctor's report, right? And I've said, okay, I've seen this before. Doctors are telling us, children is not in your cards, okay? I've seen this. I'm trusting God. We're going through it now, right? I'm going next step. Next step on this race to the end. I get to here. This is, this is a really cute obstacle, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is a new obstacle, right? This is something I've never seen before. So, I don't know how to deal with this, right? This is when I get freaked out, right? And so, another obstacle, I'm like, God, I don't know how to deal with this. So, if I have to drag this across the finish line, I'm going to drag this obstacle across the finish line. But here's what happened to us a couple months ago. I remember an obstacle came place. I found, this was like six months ago. Of course, when you're a cancer victor, you're checking yourself like a TSA agent, right? All the time, right? And so I found a lump, right? We found an, another mass. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This obstacle again? And I'm like freaking out like, Steph, what are we doing? Steph, what are we doing? And Steph's like, hey, remember the thing about trusting God? Are we going to trust God with this one? I'm like, let me go for a walk. So <laughs> went for a walk around the neighborhood. I'm like, yep, this obstacle, I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. And so I'm speaking it by his stripes. I'm healed. This is nothing, God. You look at all the obstacles you brought us through, Come right? On. I'm here at the tail end. And, and when you think about it, the tail end of that race, Satan is throwing every last obstacle your way, right? It's, this, is the, this is the toughest part that we've seen once we get here, this last obstacle. So I'm like, if I have to drag this thing across the finish line, God, you're going to do it. So because Satan knows... When I get here, this is where my healing shows up. Mm. This finish line, this is when your life changes. This finish line, this is when you conceive that baby. This finish line, this is when you reconnect with a friend that you haven't seen for over 20 years. This is when you see your parents walk through the door, right? Mm. This is when you see your wife completely healed from electrocution. This Come is on. when you see that financial miracle 
come through that you're trusting God for. Yeah. And so I remember, I'm, I'm thinking, like when I get here, I'm thinking, think of the angels in heaven. Think of our family members in heaven. Your grandma, my grandfather, your grandfather. Think, hey, Kev, keep going. Keep going. Like you're almost there. Trust God yeah. to walk this out because they know when I get to this finish line, your life is completely changed. And so I, I pray there's somebody here. We, I know we drove four hours here yeah. to try to encourage someone today that needs um, to walk this out. Thank you. Come on, could you guys just stand to your feet, please, with me? I know that this encouraged some of you out there that needed to hear you know, that there are people that are going through things, but they're trusting God, and God shows up. God delivers because he's good. And so listen, I know i got to dismiss you, and we've got stuff happening. we got a service coming in in eh, 13 minutes. So 12 minutes. I can't do math. 12 minutes. But listen, if you guys, anybody wants, wants prayer, right? If you're believing for a child and have been having trouble, those types of things, or that you've had a bad doctor's report, man, come up here. I'm believing God is going to touch you. I'm going to have these two, right, Kevin, Steph, lay their hands on you and pray for you and, and believe God with you for the miracle you need, okay? Um, I don't want to, you know, sacrifice that because of a time frame. I, I believe that God wants to, to touch you today if, if you want to come up for prayer. But, but if not, if you, you don't need prayer, that's cool. You can go ahead, go out, grab your chicken dinners. Guys, listen, we love you. We appreciate you. I hope this encouraged you. Let me bless you. Jesus, I thank you for each and every person here. Lord, I thank you that you spoke to them today. I pray that you revealed to them today your miracle working power. Lord, I thank you for Kevin, Steph, God. I thank you for their hearts. I thank you for their life. Lord, we speak a blessing over them and favor upon them. We thank you for healing them and showing up on, on their behalf. And we thank you for them. Lord, bless them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Love you guys. Be blessed.